Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony back together again. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Oh, we're reunited at last. Thank goodness. I couldn't take another uh, long distance recording session. No, why not? Quite difficult. Do you think it made our show bad? It didn't make it great. Okay. But we're back. We are back. We can be great again. We can be and we are. So the first thing we did when Tony came back from Wisconsin was go see Onward. Yes, we did. So what, what did you think of it? Uh, what I remember of it, I enjoyed. Did you fall asleep? I kept looking at him and he looked like he was asleep, but I can't tell because he has sort of hooded eyes a little bit. So if he's, it's hard to tell whether he's sleeping or not. I was somewhat tired. It was an early morning. I was flying. My flight was at 6 a.m. I had to leave for the airport at 3.30. I tried to stay up all night so that I didn't miss my alarm clock. Rookie I slept mistake. for an hour. That's, like a, that's, that's something you do like your first year of college. Well, you know that's me though. Trying, but it never works. No, so it never, it bother. never works. Uh, so I nodded off a couple times, and I think you, you did elbow me one time. Um, I caught some of what I think were the highlights. Uh, <laughs> All right, this isn't going to be much of a review. I was very sad by it because you know I lost my father early as well, and that's part of the the story is that they're trying to uh, bring their father back uh, using his magic staff because he was a wizard, and uh, you know it's it's two brothers on a quest. And yeah. It was it. It made me cry a little bit, and I know it made Cheryl cry. It did, and um, I don't cry easily, actually. So no, you're pretty cold-hearted. Thanks. I, I mean that in a good way, though. That there's no good way to mean that. You're a strong woman. Thanks. Um, no, I did cry at the end, and it's been a while since. Well, there's a lot of movies that I've gone to, and you know, people, you know, how was it? And it's like, well, it was all right, but it either didn't totally hold your attention, or you know. I felt like maybe it should have been, you know, certain things when I see them, maybe I feel like they should have been tearjerkers and they weren't. Whereas this one, you know, sort of unexpectedly had me crying and um, it definitely held my attention. It's not a long movie either. So it's, I thought it was great. Um, Some of, I think you were reading some reviews from um, different newspapers and things. They didn't necessarily, not everybody seemed to love it, but the word of mouth from people who saw it is that it was really good. Yeah. You know, professional reviewers, you can never trust them. I I always say trust your friends, trust your podcasters. (laughs) Um, You know, this is the first Pixar movie in two years that is not a sequel. Uh, The last original movie from Pixar was Coco in 2017. Uh, Between then, we've gotten Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 4. So this is the first time that a new story has been out in two years. Um, It did win the box office. It made forty million in the states and twenty eight million internationally, um, and it was number one, uh, the number one film in the U.S. However, um, it's one of the worst opening weekends for a Pixar film. Uh, yeah, I think. So when I first saw the concept of it with elves, it, it just didn't seem Disney or didn't seem, and it's not. You know, I guess it's Pixar, but you know, to me, they've sort of become one and the same a little bit. So it just didn't have that feel. It felt like more, um, you know, similar to like a Shrek type of movie. Right. Or I don't know who puts those out. That's DreamWorks. Yeah. So it did. It felt a little bit like the theme felt sort of DreamWorks-like. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that means maybe it's not going to be spectacular. We go and see everything Disney that comes out anyway. And so I was pleasantly surprised. I think that once word of mouth gets around a little bit, that this is going to really pick up. Right. Now, I will tell you that um, the only other Pixar films to have a lower opening were The Good Dinosaur, which opened with $39 million, and A Bug's Life, which opened with $33 million. Uh, if you adjust those two films for inflation, that means Onward has the, le- the least impressive opening of all three of those films. 
Yeah, but again, I mean, like, something like A Bug's Life, that wasn't going to make a huge splash. It's a right. bug movie. Like, yeah. who wanted to see that? But, you know, once it's been seen and you hear, like, oh, it's really good, it's really good, then I think, you know, things pick up. Right. And so. speaking of, of Disney movies, uh, Call of the Wild, starring Harrison Ford, finished in fifth place with $7 million. Uh, that film has made $56 million domestically and $43 million internationally for a worldwide total of $99 million. Uh, it is expected that Disney is going to lose about $50 million by the time all is said and done on that film. Yikes. But uh, going back to Onward, yep. uh, the nice thing is, is there's a very cool new Ian and Barley meet and greet at Pixar Pier, which debuted over the weekend. And they look adorable. I really wish that we could take our... And are they with Guinevere, you think? They have the van. The van oh, is there. Oh, it's so awesome. I wish we had that in Disney World. They just, they look awesome. Perhaps by April, we will see them there. Yeah, I would think so. Um, but yeah, that is that is at Pixar Pier. So if you're uh, lucky enough to be out in California, you should check that out. That's right. Um, in discount news, which everyone loves, uh, Fort Wilderness has an offer on their campsites for the springtime. That's right. If you're a camper, and I'm not much of a camper. No, you're not. Um, from today through May 21st, you can save up to 20% for stays on Sunday through Thursday nights between March 29th and May 21st. Uh, if you've never been to uh, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, it is 750 acres of pine and cypress forest laced with woodland trails. Um, so it's a pretty cool uh, area to go. We've stayed at the cabins there, but we've never, we've never stayed at a campsite. No, it's tricky for us because when we do, when I do any type of camping, it's usually tent camping. We don't have a camper. I've looked at actually like renting them down there. It's not super economical. Uh, just the cost of one of their campsites with the full hookups and everything is actually fairly high. And then the price to rent a unit to be dropped off there, um, it's, it's pricey. So we've done the cabins and really liked them. I would totally do a tent camping thing, but you know, it's tricky if you're not from the area to pack, you'd have to be driving right. to pack all that stuff down there and you've got to get the weather kind of right. And you know, we've enjoyed the cabins before, uh, when we've gone, uh, I happen to look at them in April when we're going, do you know, they're close to $400? Oh yeah. They're not cheap. They're not it cheap anymore. It fits a lot of people. So it's, you know, it's, um, they can accommodate six, right? It can accommodate six comfortably. There's a separate bedroom. There's a full kitchen. Right. I mean, you know, it's, you have more space even than you would in a deluxe room. Um, it's more like one of the home away from home right. DVC type properties. So, yeah. you know, I get that higher pricing, but it's, um, you know, when you're a family trying to, trying to get by, but you know that the price is about probably what you'd pay for two value rooms right. or like you'd pay for art and art of animation suite. So, you know, it's all about the same. All right. The Haunted Mansion was down for a few days, I think four days, but it is back up now. I don't think we have any word on um, what they were doing, but there was some sort of a breakdown four days ago on the ride, and they had to evacuate the ride, and it looks like it took them four days to repair whatever caused that um, that stoppage. Yep. So, you know what's back. You know what's funny is between that and the unexpected closure of the people mover, those are both kind of, well, I guess it's not really a people mover. It's not really an omni mover. Uh, the belt yeah, is, not. the belt is, the, the ramp is that brings you up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. But, you know, a lot of these rides and ride technologies are 40 years old. And uh, Haunted Mansion never generally goes through an extended rehab. So some of that stuff's just getting older and a uh, four-day closure is going to happen every now and then, I guess. Yeah, 
it is back up and running. And with 90-minute wait times. I, the wait times were crazy today. So we, um, Isabel likes to check out the wait times just from time to time, and she just looks. And during the week this week, actually, they were really reasonable. Uh, but I, I don't think she looked yesterday, but today they were very high. Brutal. Must just be the weekends. And spring breaks are starting. Yeah, yeah. Just in time for us to get there for our spring break. Yay. Um, so this is sort of funny news, but complimentary bread is back. It looks, I, they had taken it away. I had sort of heard, I don't think we had that on our show. It must have happened like over the weekend. It happened Thursday, I believe. And okay. I, I didn't put it into our Thursday news because I'm like, oh, it's bread service. Um, but the people revolted. So what, tell tell everybody first, like what, what was taken away? We're... So the rumor was that table service meals were going to be losing their free bread service. And a bread service is nothing more than, hi, you sit down, let's take your drink order. Here's some bread to chew on. Right. Um, which you get at most restaurants. Right. And it had definitely been taken away at Tony's Town Square because they do a bread service with olive oil uh, to dip in. And that was removed. And the bread had been removed from the Coral Reef. Uh, Some Mama Melrose employees were saying that the bread service was being taken away, but it hadn't officially left. Uh, At Tony's Town Square, they actually took it away and replaced it with $9 garlic knots. And I mean, the thing about Tony's Town Square, it's like, it's an Italian restaurant. Right. You're supposed to get bread when you sit down. Right. That's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't take that away. Um, so the people revolted. I would the, have revolted. The internet was up in arms. Yes. Um, and Disney actually released an official statement mm-hmm. stating that we are continuing complimentary bread service at all table service restaurants. At this time, there are no plans to discontinue complimentary bread service at any of our table service restaurants. Good. So that is good news to hear. And uh, go carbs. I mean, really, when you're paying, you go to Tony's Town Square, you're paying like, you know, $26 for ravioli. You know, it doesn't even come with a salad or anything. And then they're not going to give you free bread. Right. Yeah. So I'm glad that's back. That was ridiculous. Um, the Mary Blair popcorn containers have been out for a little while, but this is the disposable um, cardboard mm-hmm. popcorn containers. And now there are drink cups to match. Yes. And they're nice. They're they're Mary Blair style, obviously not designed by Mary Blair since she's no longer with us. Um, and uh, they've got the Coke logo. They kind of replaced the generic park cups that, that have been around for a couple the, of years. Uh, and there is also a Mary Blair inspired uh, food wrap paper. Oh, okay. So uh, it looks like that's the new design they're going with. I like it. Um, it you know, for a while they had gone with just that generic Walt Disney World. Right. You know, uh, Disney parks, Walt Disney World, so that it could be uh, everywhere. So these cups, uh, yeah, I, I like them. Uh, they're cute. Yeah, I like a little bit of flair. A little a little Blair flair. Blair flair, I like yeah. it. In Epcot, they have released, they're calling them hashtag fresh um, Epcot gift cards. These are gift cards specifically intended for the Flower and Garden Festival. They are round gift cards with uh, like a, a little hole through them. And then it's got a um, coily lanyard. Yeah, right. A coil, not really a lanyard. It's for your wrist. It's like a bracelet. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's that, that coil um, made out of uh, some sort of plastic or silicone. Um, so anyway, I don't believe there's an, how much, what's the minimum on those? 15? Uh, you can load it with as little as $15 and then continue to load it up at your leisure. They mm-hmm. do not expire. And each one of the gift, card, gift cards has a removable tag with implanted wildflower seeds. Aww. So you can take that home with you and plant it in a garden and keep it watered well to have your own little flower and garden festival right at your house. Cute. 
So I love these for anyone who is not staying on site particularly, because if you're on site, you've got the magic band and you can just charge things back to your room. So every time you go to a kiosk, you want a, you know, this little $3 thing, this little $5 thing, uh, you don't have to you know, pull out your wallet. Uh, but if you're off site, you can't have a magic band or, well, you can, but you have to have paid for it. So, right. you know, maybe a lot of people don't, or if you're going for the day, you wouldn't have a magic band. And you, if you have a magic band, you don't get charging privileges on it. So. Right. Oh, exactly. Um, so it's, it's a nice option to more easily have to pay without taking out payment every single time. So very nice idea. And those are cute. That's right. And this year's designs are, can you name these? No, that's a sunflower. Oh, darn. It's a peony? That's a cosmos, which I've never heard of a cosmos. It's a bee. And Spike the honeybee. There you go. Who's getting a lot of love this year. He is. Wow, I consider myself pretty good with, like, uh, flowers and things. I I used to think that you held the bar very high, and now you just might as well be a hole in the ground. Once you tested me, then your expectations can be lowered now, clearly. I don't have it together. Well, I mean, yours were very low. Look at me. Um, speaking of low standards, there are new pin trading earbags at Walt Disney World. I'm not even sure what that means. It's, uh, it just seems like such a lame hobby. But we <laughs> we we reported last week that there were some new bags noted in Disneyland the and some lanyards. Are cute, um, but these are Mickey ear pin bags, and the bags are actually designed so that you can display your pins as part of the uh, interior exterior of the bag. Mm-hmm. So you can push your pins through them. Um, you know, pin trading was pop very popular for a number of years, and I think in the past few years it's waned a little bit. And uh, because this is the twentieth anniversary of pin trading, I think. Okay. Uh, Disney. It seems like Disney's making a little push to try to get people uh, excited for this. Yeah, because um, it's a huge money maker. Yeah. They, you know, they're tiny. They don't take up a lot of room, and they're expensive. Right. And then you have people who are trying to, you know, buy every variation of something, you know, the whole part of the collection. There's nine or ten pieces to a certain collection of pins. That's, you know, at $10 a piece, they're dropping 100 bucks. Right. It's a big moneymaker. So, of course, Disney wants people back into this. So, yeah. So, they've got a new over-the-shoulder bag, which uh, runs $49.99. Uh, but they've got this, the little one that Cheryl was talking about that's really cute is the ear bag. Um, it is looks like it's kind of like a denim material and has four pockets in it. Uh, inside of it so you can store your uh, uh, pins and there's a plastic sheath. Yeah, they're very specific type of pieces inside of it that I think you like maybe put the pins through Um, because although I don't get pin trading, um, I do like that bag and I do have some pins. Like I like the idea of pins, but I like the idea of like buying pins that I have some some meaning to you. And then I keep them. Like somebody came up to me and was like, I'll trade you. I'll be like, what? No. <laughs> no. But so I like the idea of that. It's kind of nice to be able to display your pin right. on the outside of some sort of a bag. But on the inside, I just want like my Tic Tacs. Cheryl says that until she can find out that if she puts her Disney Studios Burbank pin uh, on eBay, she can get like $60 for it. That's. Uh, can I? Yeah. Ooh, where's my pin? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm saving that for the kids' college. Yeah, right. Speaking of college. Speaking of college, the class of 2020 have, there's some new items on the shelves to commemorate them. As they do every year. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what do we have? Oh, we have socks. They've got socks. They've got plushes. They've got, of course, your standard uh, ear hats that have the 2020, uh, you know, the uh, motorboard hats that have like the, the 2020 logo on it. blue, though, huh? Uh, well, they might. We never know. They 
have them in red. They're in like a red get. Oh, there's a blue one. Oh, there's an ornament that's blue. Yes. Isabel wears, will be wearing blue. Oh, we might have to get that. They have the blue ornament. So yes, there are all sorts of 2020 items out. Uh, very excited because Isabel will be graduating, hopefully, uh, <laughs> graduating this year. And uh, it's a big deal. And another way to celebrate graduation. Yeah, they're also sort of pushing this um, PhotoPass Capture Your Moment session, which is the 20-minute session we had talked about a few weeks ago. Um, they're new. It's a 20-minute session offered in park. It's $50. Um, it's during regular park hours. They are pushing it as... Um, a good option for graduation. And, you know, I've seen this, but we talked about it, like I said, a couple of weeks ago, and I never really would have thought that. But now seeing these pictures, I think we I may actually book a session because I, we didn't really do those um, senior portraits. We did senior portraits, but they were just the, the ones that they did at school. Right. It's for the yearbook. We bought, you know, a few extras. There was like an extra pose, um, but nothing like on, we're such big Disney people. I think it's a great idea for her to have, you know, like maybe not the gown, but you know, a cap and, And, you know, take some photos in front of the castle and stuff. So that is a wonderful idea. So I'm kind of excited about that. And the pictures that are taken, you can either buy them individually like you would with regular PhotoPass photos. You can buy the one-day memory maker. You can buy the long-term memory maker for your entire trip. Um, But all of those things will include the photos that are taken during those sessions. So I don't think the pricing on that is too bad. Um, We looked it up. I think the one-day is, what, like $69, $65, something like that. So I think that's pretty reasonable, $50 for the session and then another, you know, 65 or so for all your digital pictures. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty good. So we're going to give that a go. Cool. Um, I'm going to have my travel agent call and see if he can book me a spot. Oh, God, you might have to treat him well. <laughs> In Disney Springs, they have new Thin Mint Churros at the, what is it, Sunshine Churros? Is that what that kiosk is called? Sunshine churros, yes. So Cheryl's kind of gone out of order here. So I now, have? yes. How have I? No, I haven't. I totally haven't. No. No. I told you this was coming. All right. So I don't remember how much they were, but they are sunshine churros. Two churros for seven dollars um, at Sunshine Seasons Churros. The story. What? The story's what? gone. Are you, what? It's in the... Disney Springs. Oh, you know what? Well, are you just like making stuff up? No, I can't find the story. It's all here. It is. Making stuff up? No, I'm not. <laughs> Sunshine season churros? No, it's that's not it. It is called. Hey, it's sunshine churros. Sunshine churros, not yes. sunshine seasons. Sunshine churros. seasons is in uh, Epcot. I know that. Do don't, you know that? Don't yell at me in front of the people, honey. <laughs> so for seven dollars at Sunshine Churros, yes. which has two locations in Disney Springs, okay. you can get the new Thin Mint Churro. Which for seven dollars will get you two churros, which are rolled in a milk chocolate powder, drizzled with mint icing, Giardelli, or as some people like to say, Giardelli chocolate fudge, and garnished with a sprig of mint. Sounds good to me. They look actually, they look very good, and I am not a fan of thin mints. Yeah, you're not a mint. But I would power through one of those in a in a heartbeat. (laughs) Okay, at Hollywood Studios, they've adjusted their hours once again. Through April 4th, they will be opening at 8 a.m. That's right. They had announced it through March 14th, but like Cheryl said, they've just extended that. All right. What do we have next? Uh, So Guardians has a made Disney kiosk at California Adventure. Yep. Uh, We spoke about that before, a couple of them in Disney Springs and around the Walt Disney World Resort. This is where you can just customize uh, items for yourself, whether they're phone cases or magnets. Uh, and these made uh, kiosks help you customize your purchase. Okay. 
Also in California at um, Disney's California Adventure, Jessie's Critter Carousel is back up and running after a short refurbishment. Yep, she was down uh, from February 24th onward and, uh, you know, just some polishing and a new cleanup, uh, new coat of paint and everything looks good. Good. Let's talk about the coronavirus. Yes, let's. You know, that's so fun. Um, there is some new news, kind of big news coming from Disney Cruise Line about um, especially cruising the Mediterranean with Disney Cruise Line. That's right. Well, let me go back to it. This is all the Disney Cruise Line news um, on the 6th. Disney mentioned that uh, in addition to the preventative measures they'd announced, they will be relaxing cancellation policies. Guests sailing before May 31st can cancel up to one day before embarkation and will receive 100% credit for a future sailing up to 12 months from the date of sailing. Um, but that is only on Mediterranean cruises. Uh, no, this was this was all of them. Oh, really? Yes. At 4.30 on the <laughs> 6th, they announced that they had updated their cancellation policy for sailings out of Europe. Guest books booked on European cruises through a July 25th departure date can now change their reservations up to $24 prior to embarkation, and they will receive a 100% cruise credit to be used for a future sailing within 15 months of the original sail date. So wait, what was the first one that they said? That, that's um, domestic. So, but, and, but was it a shorter time frame? What's, what's uh, the It's through May 31st. You have uh, 12 months versus 15 months to use it. And only through May 31st, whereas the Mediterranean ones go out further? Go out through their July 25th departure date. Okay. And then at 7 p.m. on the 6th, uh, the CDC has strongly meant, recommended that people over 60 and those with underlying medical conditions remain at home. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be super interesting to see what this does to the cruise industry and the travel industry. Right. I mean, people, I think, are, are if, especially older people, um, I think that maybe during your your spring breaks and things like that, where there's a lot of kids traveling, maybe not, I don't know, maybe you'll still have a lot of people going, but when, you know, cruises are huge for the senior citizens. And I think right. there's going to be a ton of people canceling that kind of thing right. because, you know, a lot of them have compromised immune systems. Yep. Don't want to bring grandma on a cruise with you and end up with her in the ICU. No, or I mean, grandma to just, you know, maybe grandma generally cruises by herself, but right. she's going to have to cancel. And I know that the cruise line has started taking temperatures of passengers as they get to the Disney terminal mm -hmm. before they depart. So don't go in with a fever. No. Um, and for the Disney domestic parks... There's been um, an update from, what, their medical chief? Yeah, their chief medical officer, which I did not know Disney had a chief medical officer, but apparently it's Dr. Pamela Heimel. Um, and she has just said that, uh, you know, they've got protocols in place, training for cast members with ongoing reinforcement, defined cycles for frequent cleaning and disinfection of targeted areas, access to hand-washing facilities and hand sanitizers, quick responses to spills, trash, and other situations, uh, they are strengthening their end-of-day sanitation procedures for restroom, kitchen, and other facilities, and they will be doing a frequent cleaning and washdown of outdoor locations, including walkways and queues. In case you get down and lift that walkway, it will be clean. That's right. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is, um, you know, the CDC recommends everyday preventative actions, such as washing your hands yep. and yeah. cough etiquette. There you go. Yep. That'll help nip things in the bud a lot sooner. It will. Um, D23 has another one of their limited edition plushes uh, released. Yep, they're doing Year of the Mouse. They're releasing a plush per month, and this year it is the limited edition train conductor Mickey Mouse plush. Uh, this is the third of 12. This Mickey is 16 inches tall and made of a soft denim fabric featuring his engineer's outfit with gold embroidered button and embroidered uh, embroidered eyes. Um, 
So yeah, this is offered through D23 and Amazon in conjunction uh, with each other. Uh, they have changed the ordering process. Now you actually have to log on to D23 to purchase it. And um, yeah, if you're interested, Monday, March 9th is the day you can do it. So that's today. It used to be released on the first Thursday of every month. That's how they released it in uh, January. Okay. Uh, and these are really cute. There are new Pandora charms. They are the child charms. Uh, they are available at Walt Disney World, and they're cute. I think they're going to go. I think they're going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, the the child is popular. Uh, the front of the child has, you know, it's a greenish blue background with the child with his giant eyes and his green tunic. It's a silver charm, and of course, uh, this will set you back sixty nine ninety nine. That's that's not too far off of what a, a Pandora charm would typically cost. Okay, a, a specialty Disney one. So that's that's about in the right ballpark. All right. Um, moving on to movie news. Well, yeah, movie news. On Disney Plus, there is uh, in the works a live action Beauty and the Beast prequel. That's right. It is the going to be the story of Gaston and Le Fou. Um, the series will star jo uh, Josh Gad and Luke Evans reprising their roles from the movie. Uh, there's been no deal on the uh, no deal set up on the storyline, but everyone's assuming it's going to be the story of perhaps how they met. Um, it's going to be a six issue, uh, six issue, six episode show, and uh, a musical series. Uh, Alan Menken is in talks to return to compose the score, uh, but there is no talk about having Emma Watson or Dan Stevens, who starred as uh, Beauty and the Beast, respectively. So uh, that's that's fun news. I, I like those two characters. I like Josh Gad. Good. Yeah, I think that'll be that'll be fun to watch if it's done well. Right. And. I guess I should have done this one first, but um, also in Disney Plus sort of news, but also in um, coronavirus news. Yes. Disney has canceled the some of the launch, well, I guess all of the launch events for their launch in Europe. Yeah, they were supposed to do it uh, late last week. Disney Plus is going live in Europe on March 24th. So they had some launch events scheduled on Thursday and Friday, but because of the coronavirus, Disney has canceled all of those. Bummer. Yeah. Um, and there is a... Mulan special look video. Where is that featured? Uh, that was featured online through the Disney Parks uh, blog. I will post it on our page. Uh, it's a special look at a new song called Loyal, Brave, and True, which has some scenes from the movie. Uh, what's interesting about this song is that it is sung by none other than Miss Christina Aguilera. Um, it's funny that she has come full circle because Christina Aguilera first hit the music charts um, in 1998, at the age of 16, with the song Reflection from the animated version of Mulan. So that uh, was right around the time she got her first recording deal. And not long after that, we got Genie in a Bottle from her. And that's kind of, uh, you know, it's been a little over 20 years since she hit the, hit the big time. Crazy. And she used to be a Mouseketeer. That's how Disney knew about her. Yep. Yep. And then lastly... Some Star Wars news. Uh, something about a publishing campaign? Yeah, the High Republic publishing campaign has been officially announced to launch in 2020. What does that even mean? So it's going to be a new series of books uh, about oh. 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. Um, I, we mentioned this briefly the other day, but they put out some new additional uh, information as well as a video. Uh, the books and comic books are going to debut at Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim in August 2020. So it's a mixture of uh, comic books, graphic novels, young adult books, and novels. 
There are no plans at this time to have a film series, but you can be sure that if it's popular, they'll find a way to put it to the big screen. I'm sure. All right. Well, that was a long show today, but that was a lot of news. Uh, this will keep everybody occupied if you're not commuting and staying home for the coronavirus. <laughs> and uh, until tomorrow, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>